Hello and welcome to the Agile People Podcast. I'm joined today by Jenny Person, who's going to talk to us about sustainability, one of the Agile People principles. Alongside me today on the uh, uh, interview panel is um, Sylvia from the Agile People Collective. Welcome, Jenny. Welcome, Sylvia. Um, Jenny, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No <laughs> problem at all. Been looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really joyful to be here, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, yes, I can introduce myself. Uh, my name is Jenny Persson and I'm from Sweden and I work as an Agile coach and I have done since 2012 in a large scale organization. Mm-hmm. And um, I first started as a team coach uh, and worked for a couple of years doing that. But I have always been interested in leadership and self-leadership and organization designs and and questions like that. Uh, So when I came across with Pia Maria Tren, the founder of Agile People, uh, I was really happy because she had the same uh, scene. She, She looks upon things like I do. So I think it was so fun to connect with her. So yeah, that's uh, that's how I started to uh, do the leadership courses for leaders in the in our organizations, and um, that was really interesting because um, when they have gone these courses, they really think that they can stop being so operative in their leadership and think about more strategic strategic things sorry for my english <laughs> no, 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 no. so it's um, it's a big difference that's the uh, what the feedback that they are giving me okay okay hmm? so it's great that you found a sort of kindred spirit in in pia maria and, and a question that i would ask is um you know having come to agile people just in recent times and less less than a year ago is there a big um, I guess a movement within Sweden um, around agility and around different ways of working is that is that just part of of how things are moving in that direction or, or is that just a mere coincidence that you know two sort of um, I guess kindred spirits of of met um, within the same same country same environment? I think the movement in leadership and HR is quite new. But I think the agile um, working with an agile mindset, I think, is not so new in Sweden. Uh, but it depends on the companies, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I I found uh, PM Ria a couple of years ago, so it wasn't just a year ago. <laughs> yes, it was yeah, several yes. years ago. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I just think for myself because I'm looking at from a. Um, uh, uh, you know, a distance, shall we say, um, of, of something that's happened recently, and it just it seemed most, mostly coincidental uh, in that respect. Okay, thank you, Jenny. Appreciate that. Um, Sylvia? Um... Hi, David. Thank you. Um, and happy to be here listening to, to Jenny. Uh, I guess she has a lot of things to, to share with us uh, in this um, great topic, which is about sustainability, right? focusing mm-hmm. on meeting the needs of the present and uh, and compromising the ability uh, of future generations to meet their needs. So um, this is me. Um, I'm a passionate, um, passionate um, strengths and agile people coach and facilitator. And um, I'm, I'm holding a degree on master's, um, a master's degree on um, HR direction. So um, and, and, and have been leading for more than 20 years, um, change teams in, in global organizations. So um, I'm, I'm very interested to hear more about um, this subject, um, Jenny. And um, my first question, first question would be that thinking about in nowadays that we're hearing a lot of um, the word uh, burnout, right? And, and how to avoid it. Um, that people are not happy at work and that organizations are being impacted um, with the threat of losing their, um, their talent, right? And, mm. um, and they are also willing to create uh, 
healthy uh, healthy culture, right? In your opinion, what do you think um, is the secret sauce um, or what would you recommend um, to change or what would be this start point uh, to tackle the, the problem? Hmm. If we start with the leaders in the organization, they have so many things to do. It's overwhelming for them, too much to do really. So I think that the first thing we have to do is, is creating more self-leadership in the organization that everybody can lead themselves. So mm -hmm. that's the only thing I think that can uh, release the burden for the managers in the organizations. Uh, so we have tried so many things over the years, have coaches, have, have uh, team leaders and everything that should help the leaders in the organization, but they are always responsible anyway. So to take away that responsibility in a way, we have to create that uh, more leaders and more self-leadership. And I think that can help a lot. But I I think it's many puzzle pieces in this to have a sustainable organization because the culture, for instance, is a big deal in organizations. And most leaders, in my opinion anyway, is that they don't really know how to change the culture. They can see that, it, that, it's, um, that it's not the culture that they want to have, but they really don't know what to do about it. And, uh, as we talk about in the leadership course, we have to change the environment and the structures in the organization to change the culture. That's the biggest thing. And uh, what you tolerate people, how you speak to each other is also a big thing in, in changing the culture, I think. Uh, many organizations have, have people that speak their mind but you have to be careful about how you talk to each other as well i think uh, so you don't judge people for instance that when you when you give them some feedback it's it's from your perspective and not the judgment of people for instance yeah. and uh, i think also think that uh, we have to give much more freedom to people in the organization, the autonomy, because if people don't have the autonomy, when when we are talking about knowledge worker nowadays, mm -hmm. they don't they don't feel engaged, they don't feel motivated. And yeah, there's so many things. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. There is a list, absolutely, yes, indeed. <laughs> right. Yeah. You also, um, um, you, you were uh, just mentioning about um, probably starting with the leader and when talking about um, self-leadership and, and how you uh, um, explain that in, in, in the book, you mentioned that um, this self-leadership is composed in um, of three parts, right? The emotional, uh, the soul intelligence, the emotional intelligence, and the rational intelligence. Could you expand and share more on that, in particular, um, soul intelligence and rational intelligence? Yeah, okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I think it's um, the holistic thinking. You have to think in, uh, in a bigger way uh, and have a sense of context in your organization. And uh, many people, maybe don't have that because we are always um, shopping in up in small things and and people don't get the holistic perspective of things so it's 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 about the holistic perspective in the organization but also um, as a whole in the world I think so it's many perspectives of it really in the self-leadership and um, to be aware of people's feelings that you are yeah, that you're connecting to and how they feel and not just about yourself is also important in this. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the third one uh, on rational intelligence as well. Um, Jenny? Yeah, to think about outside the box to be able to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. We are we are mostly trying to 
put people in the box and, and it's easier to that, but we have to think outside the box to be innovate, innovative, for instance, uh, in the, yeah, in this kind of VUCA world. And you mentioned that, um, you know, part of the, 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 you know, a traditional leaders or traditional managers problem is they've got too much to do. And so to, to be involved in self-leadership like this that requires thinking time um, uh, to tap into that is probably seems to them like a, almost a luxury that they, they can't afford you know, to actually do that. But I appreciate that, but that's where yeah. they need to get to because otherwise, as Sylvia started um, the conversation about, you know, people are stressed because they've got too much on, on the um, the plate, can't deal with everything. It's, a, you know, we talk about VUCA worlds. It's, it's it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and people are going to get stressed out and, you know, it's um, you're just going to implode and it's just going to infect people in, in lots of different ways. So, um yeah. I guess in your experience, Jenny, how how challenging is it to get when you um, speaking to leadership or HR or or anybody really on this developing of self leadership? What what, what is their kind of thoughts on that? Do they feel it's a luxury, or do they feel it is something they definitely want to or need to do? I think most. Most leaders want to do it, but as you say, they don't find the time. So, so all days they are rushing from one thing to another all the time, all the time. So, for instance, when I hold these courses, uh, I wanted them to really invest in it and be there and have reflection time. So, uh, we had uh, in two weeks we have a sessions every two weeks, and. And um, during that time beneath, they are going to reflect and do some thinking from the, for this, themselves. And I think uh, it's it varies uh, how much time they can do this, but most of them really did that and tried to really understand what we're talking about, about self-leadership, for instance. And uh, we had a lot of good discussions and people uh, recognize that they really have to do that because everybody has to invest in themselves and invest the time to do that yeah. um, because we can have better relationship with others we can connect with others we can be better at conflict resolutions and there are so many things that becomes better when we invest in ourselves mm -hmm. we are a social system in an organization so it's our, we as people, that is the success or failure in the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that, um, Jenny, that, um, that, that motivation to, to be happier, to be more um, um, involved in, in, in people's lives and be healthier and happier is, is a big part of that. You know, it's that, it's that one step of acknowledging that there's a problem and 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 then you know realizing that there's something i can do about it because you know it's there it's been presented to me and yeah. you know if i look further than that we we all know that uh, as we talk about vuca worlds and stuff like that that nothing in the future is predict predictable you know it's it, it's um, we ourselves just need to, have, need to have that mindset that we can adapt to it you know whatever challenges thrown up so yeah thank you thank you Psychological safety, I think, is another really important thing in organization. But everybody feels that it's so hard to create it, and it, and it is really hard. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I think it's hard for leaders as well that that can uh, um, <laughs> ask that questions and and uh, and be that one that can admit their mistakes and such things because as a leader the expectations is that you are going to know everything that you will have all the answers and such things so so i think that's a flip in people's mind that they have to do to be able to be vulnerable in uh, with other people's yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> and jenny 
you mentioned something very interesting, and and we all agree that um, psychological safety is key and fundamental um, to drive innovation and, and boost also a learning culture, right? Yeah. Uh, but when thinking about um, psychological safety, we always tend um, to think that it's a leader's responsibility. Who else should hold accountable for it? Uh, would you agree that it's, it's only coming from the leadership who should be granting that environment, that safety environment? I think that everybody has to have the courage to start it. Uh, of course, it's different in different groups, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes it may be the leader that have to start it because uh, the groups are so insecure. But I think most of the time, everybody has to do it and I, uh, everybody has to follow at least and do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, also yeah. probably, do you think that um, when, whenever the leader shows that uh, vulnerability and, um, and builds trust, that enables or that facilitates um, that the people also, they, they are motivated to, to speak up, right? And, and probably share their thoughts. Yeah, right. I agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the trickiest question for people to, uh, to develop uh, in organization. Mm -hmm. I think there are so many organizations in my minds anyway, that don't have that psychological safety. I think it's, it's, uh, I don't know what the English word for it is. <laughs> it's missing in, in many places. Yeah, anyway. Uh and, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, because that, the, even that term, um, Jenny, it only came to me in the last year as well. I hadn't heard it before. And I guess it is fairly recent generally. But it's one of these things I've, I've held meetups, I've had discussions with people. And the minute you mention it, people tap right into it and they, they want to know more. And then you explain it to them and go, oh, yeah, that'd be so great in, in my, my organization for that to happen. And, um, and, and, you know, if you get so much of a positive response on it, then therefore it should be almost straightforward to kind of develop, isn't it? I think people like it, they understand it, but they don't know, in, you know, in this case, they don't know the how, um, you know, and, and that's, that's a real sort of um, sticking point for most people, isn't it? A manager told me that I, I speak to a big group of people and I talked about psychological safety and, and a lot about it. And after I've done that, the manager said that people sat together in groups and the tone was so different. It made a difference and, and an impact instantly just talking about it. Mm. And maybe, I don't know, maybe people big, make a bigger deal of it than it really is. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Right. It's absolutely could, could be right. It could be more perceived um, fear than, than anything, isn't it? Around that and, and not, not um, you know, speaking up when, when they should do and stuff like that, you know, to sort of make things, you know, and, and other people, as you talk about a group there, they might all have the same question or the same fear, if you like, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and want, and want to do that. But, you know, it, it seems to be kind of holding them back, not just individually, but collectively. Um, but yeah, it takes one person to break that barrier and, you know, and off you go. Uh, and it could be as simple as that. Anyway, okay, great, great. Always chatting about psychological safety. Yeah, um, what are your thoughts about it? Have you have any experience with um, making it happen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I maybe pass this one to Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess that um, whenever uh, the leader shows um, shows um, being vulnerable and, um, and and being open, right? And also something that is very interesting is that uh, you mentioned about um, investment. And, uh, and, and this is something you have to invest to, mm. invest in, right? So it's the time to sit with the people, to talk, to, to, to let them know you, right? Mm. And, um, and, and be more... Um, be more flat in that sense, right? Not 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 top down or hierarchical, 
so that they understand that um, in, in, in that they feel confident and comfortable um, opening and, um, and, 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 and sharing their thoughts, right? Because mm. actually they are the ones who know how to do the work, mm. right? Yeah. So what's the point of telling and telling and telling? They are the experts. They are the yeah. experts. And, and the leader is only the facilitator, the one, the, 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 the enabler, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I it takes, sorry. That's a good experience, right? Yeah. Mm. I think it takes courage from the start. But I think when you have experienced it, I don't think you need so much courage mm -hmm. after, that, after that. Because mm -hmm. then you can see that for hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely yeah. a breaking of the uh, breaking of uh, ice moment, isn't there? But once that's happened, then the conversation then just becomes a bit easier, doesn't it? So it's um, it's then about then executing um, that, isn't it? So it's, it's not you know it's not just a one-off conversation saying oh yeah you know let's 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 create a psychological safe, safety environment and off we go. It's um, it's somebody to break the ice, somebody to go first, basically. You know, and if it is a leadership uh, um, individual that does that, then fair enough. Um, but if it's someone else in the organization, equally um, fair enough as well. You know, you, you've just almost proved the point that psychological safety mm. can, can exist. And so there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fair believer that uh, there is no one way conversation, right? Otherwise, no. it's not a conversation. So it should always be uh, a two way. A yeah. two way and, and, and should be also constant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow each other on the paths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I I think sometimes people are so strict with the agenda and everything. You have to talk about this. That we can't talk about. This is not here. But I think if people follow each other, then the conversation gets easier and better. You, you don't right. you don't need to be so strict i think right because then you are allowing and giving some room also for new ideas to come for innovation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly and, and and that creates um it, it's like a mental habit right so you create that habit of um bringing new ideas always to the table that you are not hardwired to what needs to get done Mm. right um, yeah so yeah and, and that's good for organizations mm. um going back to um what you mentioned about the investment of time and and what leaders also should invest in time um i'm, I'm a passionate for for learning um actually it's my number two in my strengths um clifton strengths um uh, can you tell us what do you think about the importance of learning in today's world and the future, right? How mm. do you envision the future for learning? Because I, I see that uh, it's not that the leader, okay, they learn how to become and be a leader, but talking about sustainability, it's like something that you need to... Everybody have to <laughs> invest in learning. Right. <laughs> That's the biggest thing now. You can't... You mm. can't um, be on the market. I think we can't find workcraft. Do you say it like this? Workcraft in the future, if if not all of us is learning on the job all the time, and uh, I have seen research that says ten percent and twenty percent, but I think that is um, not enough time that you have to spend and you can separate the work and the learning from each other you have to learn all the time and i think i encourage um, the team members and the leaders to always look upon what's coming next next and try to learn um, before they are not they are there <laughs> so they so they they always check out what what is it that i have to learn for the future for instance, we're talking about um, about um, artificial intelligence and we have started to do things with that in our organizations. But I don't think there is enough for people that are learning that. And I think you have to know about neuroscientists and, and much more things than just the technical 
of it. Right. So there, there are so many things to learn and always the soft questions or if we can talk about them like that, that's always the one that um, that people miss, I think, that they don't learn about in, uh, in this kind of work. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's so important. We have to do it. <laughs> and, do you, and do you think, and, and, I, and I agree, Jenny, absolutely, that, that, that people don't have time to do this because they, they might have, you know, th their job is very different, whether it's in finance or HR or, or leadership. Mm -hmm. They don't have that luxury of time to be able to read the latest, um, you know, thought, thought, thinking or, or, or you know um, whatever the latest um, um, leadership qualities are and, and stuff like that is is there is this then an opportunity to have a role like that that someone who does that thought leadership for you almost as a guide to say well okay the least the recent thinking is on this you know I've, I've worked it through I've, I've, I've had a few examples I suggest you read this this and this or, or engage in this kind of thought um, you know, not wishing to jump on just the latest fad at, at any given moment, but but you know things that are sort of evenly moving in the right direction, shall we say? Is there almost a role for someone to to be that champion to then share it with the organisation, at least at leadership level? Yeah, we have. Uh... Me as an agile coach, of course, do that agile people coach <laughs> and help them with that. But we have uh, we have other roles as well that do that. Uh -huh. uh, but I think, um, for instance, with an agile transformation, uh, I think people have to do a lot of reading and research and and so on for themselves. Because you can't spoon feed them <laughs> when they're going to change their own mindset or attitude to something. Yeah. So I think you have to invest a lot to be able to, to understand what it's really about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I think there, there are so many managers that think they have to do a lot of things that they don't have to do as well. So you really have to look upon your um, things that you're doing during the days and prioritize them and and see if I do that, what happens then? So the leadership, uh, the, they can build their teams that work together and take different things that they can help each other with. So the workload is, is smaller. And I think also that I want to try but uh, we haven't done it. <laughs> but I would like to try that, that you can ask anybody in the leadership team about anything that even if you don't, you don't have to have your own managers, you can have a leadership team to turn to, I think, and see who is uh, available right now. Maybe, maybe one have, uh, have a bigger workload today than another one has. Yeah. So it mm -hmm. can be different for different managers, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's a good idea to share it amongst them who's available. So there's then not the burden of one person um, mm -hmm. to take that on, because obviously things will get forgotten or, or misunderstood in amongst the, uh, things. So it's, um, yeah, it's important to share that. Mm. Yeah. So, Sylvia? Yeah, no, that's, that's I, I was thinking about because the, uh, this week I was talking to, um, uh, chatting with a colleague, um, who is um, helping out a team that is badly overwhelmed um, and almost burnout, right? And buried by um, tons of um, workload. So, um, and, and I was thinking about um, what would be the advice to deal with that heavy workload, right? Um, and manage a decent amount of work. So how, how, how to manage that and, and, and that, that is a that is a good one, right? So this is a good advice to start um, thinking about a collective, um, the group. So how to how to exchange with other um, leaders, right? Um, who's available on your team, and that creates um, collaboration, which is so needed um, today. And and these type of exchanges also build more integration and. Um, yeah, and share also learning experiences. Mm. We talk about Besides teams and, and context switching is so uh, so bad for them. If they if they are doing four things uh, that they are switching between, then they are, are 
um, putting more time on the context switching than on the tasks that they are doing. And look mm -hmm. upon managers, how many task switching things are they doing during a day? It's so many, I can't count them, <laughs> really. So, so they have to focus as well. I think, I think to focus and do one thing and make it, um, make it more ready so they don't have to task switch as many things that they are doing today. Because team felt the same way. The, our developers felt the same way. Oh, but I can't stop task switching. But but it can. You just have to think about it in a different way. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Having worked with a few developers is it is easier said than done, um, Jenny. I have to say, but you're right. It can be done. Absolutely. It's it's about you know just stepping back, having that different mindset, and saying you're absolutely right. I can pause it and then I can change direction. But known developers they get their head right into it and then you know it's very difficult to pull it back and get them to rethink something else yeah but it, it's it's from the it starts from the uh, portfolio i think if if the managers start many initiatives at the same time yeah. and they are expecting people to work on it of course they are there are so many tasks switching then but if they don't start so many things they it get they get easier from themselves. They can be sponsor for the change, and and um, everybody that works in team, whether it's HR or a system development team or any team, yeah. it it gets easier not to doing ta task switching there Absolutely. as well. So yeah. it starts there. <laughs> the I, I, I've only heard that phrase recently, Jenny. Um, um, <laughs> Elise Hoffmeister, who's a, one of your co-authors uh, yeah. on Focus, she mentions that term of task switching. You're not multitasking, you're task switching because there's no way that you can do more than one task at, at any mm -hmm. one time. And I guess our listeners yeah. might uh, um, you know, throw their arms in there and say, of course I can multitask, David. That's, that's you know, ridiculous that you say that. However, Elise... Your brain isn't correctly. done for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry david <laughs> no 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 you're absolutely fine and so so as you're absolutely right that that um task switching is you know it's we should all be sort of capable of it and it does help you to focus you know it's um it's just pulling you back to allow that to happen isn't it but uh, you know I, I think we can see that some of the pain points of pulling back is is, is preventing that but in job search when you are doing the ads you yeah. always say many many ads is like you have to hold many balls in the up in the sky yep. Yep, <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's, a... that's so wrong <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> yeah and you see you can you can read on the on the job postings yeah. uh, ability to, to multitask and say no 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> not the right same thing for to do. me i just want to don't look at it <laughs> No, yeah, no, it's okay. If the candidate, if the candidate will run away, will say no, this is not the type of work I want. I'm looking for, right? No. Yeah. So they, they are not attracting. They are doing the opposite. Yeah, repelling. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. so you. you... Um, so go ahead. I have so another we... question. Uh, when when talking about leadership styles. Um, in Agile, we always think about um, getting rid of um, hierarchical and top-down leadership, right? So, um, however, you talk about the vertical development. Um, could you please explain further and, and teach us about uh, what that means and the value that it brings? Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with the hierarchical organizations. It has to do with your own development. Uh -huh. So when you develop horizontal, you, oh, sorry for the English again. <laughs> but, uh, then you, you just put more things into the cup, you can, you can say. So okay. you, you get, go to a course or you learn about something. You just put more things. But the vertical development, that is about how you transform it with the information that you get. And that, that needs reflections. And okay. I, um, to my understanding, after have reading about vertical development, 
I think you have to develop vertical to be able to to handle a VUCA world because uh, in the early stages, you just see things in black and white. You don't see it in so many perspectives. Mm -hmm. And you think that change comes from above and that the managers maybe <laughs> is the one that are fixing things for you. But when you transform vertical and you go to the uh, higher steps, then you can see the world that is in gray shades, not just in black and white. You can see mm -hmm. it from many perspectives. You think that it's a collaboration when you have the change and you want to be a part of it. And um, you, you, you're comfortable with handling the book world. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the English term for the word I wanted to use, but, but it's different. And you can see this if you go into organization and you go into a meeting and the managers are presenting something for you that is new. We're going to do mm -hmm. this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Then you can see that there are different people in the room. There are people that want the boss, uh, the managers to tell them how exactly is this uh -huh. going to be? It, it should be like this and this and this and this and this. And then you have people that want to collaborate, that want to to do this together with others and develop it and see what are we going to do in our um, area that we work, work in. And that's why it's so hard for managers, I think. They're, they're, the expectations are so different of what they are going to do. And if you stand there as a manager, you can't, you can't um, think about all the details of course because you shouldn't do that you don't have the knowledge to do that <laughs> and and the people that ask for more things maybe you take somebody else with you that can explain it a little bit more but even they couldn't explain it about how they are exactly doing it like this here <laughs> and then and then um, uh, and then the it gets really messy, <laughs> you can say, because the expectations are so different. So yeah. I think it's it's that that is a reason why people haven't developed vertical and people have developed vertical and the expectations are so different and the perspectives are so different. Mm -hmm. And there is a black and white and there is the gray right. face. Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. And I love that point that you make that, you know, if, if people don't develop that vertical skill and only have the horizontal, then, you know, you're going you're to have a culture just full of egocentrics, basically a whole lot of generalists who, who can talk, you know, at a high level about something and like they're almost experts, um, but, you know, can't take that deeper dive of understanding or, or, or you know, wearing the shoes of, of someone in that position. And so, you know, just their ego or their, their charm or whatever charisma um, that, that kind of pushes them forward, or, but it will only take them so far. Um, you know, because then, then they'll get lost when they don't know the detail or how to, to adapt, um, shall we say so. Um, so, so, so they, they lack their own sustainability, shall we say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah see what I did there? Um, the chapter of this book is sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I think this is so important to understand, and and that is an ongoing all the time, and you have to network with people that have the the different perspectives, so that you develop like that because mm. you won't be able to develop like that if you don't sit there and listen and really take in the mm -hmm. other people's perspectives mm. right otherwise it, you you just sit there and and um, waiting for you to talk and and set them right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah yeah listening is um it's one of the key um strengths of a of a leader right yeah absolutely it's it's um it's so easily misunderstood and or, or not applied isn't it that 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 um ability to listen effectively or as as you mentioned jenny active listening um i think <laughs> it, you know it's um it's a it's an art that needs to be either brought back or or, or introduced very quickly to to, to people so it's so sustainable yeah. it's so crucial for 
organizational when I, culture? When I started as a coach, I wasn't really a coach. Okay. But then I take a course course in it and then i really understood what the core what the coach should oh, okay. do so that's that's made a big difference i think yeah yeah a big big difference so, so you, had, you had the every... title of a coach but not not, not yes. for yeah. yourself you didn't have that understanding so you for a little while you probably had that imposter syndrome we keep talking about is that is that how you feel jenny is that is that a... yeah a little bit i <laughs> <laughs> I listen to people, but but um, I I didn't ask the questions so yeah. that I I could um, take them to a place. Yeah. You, you know, you ask a question and you get an answer, and you ask a new question, and you you sort of narrow it in to what you really want them to yeah. to know about. But mm -hmm. but. Um, Mo uh, I asked the questions before as well, but I didn't do it so much. So maybe I told them after a while. <laughs> oh, it should be like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all in danger of that. We hear what we want to hear and respond accordingly, don't we? We give that politician's answer. Hmm. But yeah. a lot of managers as well don't have a coaching ability, I hmm. think. There are, there are many, many people that think they have a coaching ability but they don't. So I think that's a really important skill for every manager mm. in every organization. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a difference between a manager and the leader, right? So yeah. probably this is where mm. the difference lies. Yeah. So, and, and talking about questions, um, for my last question, I was having this one. Which are these three questions uh, you would like to recommend the leaders to ask to themselves and why? Great question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote something in the book about that <laughs> under the self, I, I don't know, or or maybe in my presentation, I have to look about, yeah, the self-reflection. <laughs> yeah. Uh <-huh. laughs> maybe, I, yeah, in, in self-reflection, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, how do mm -hmm. I contribute to the team or and the organization and why was the question because uh -huh. your contribution you have to reflect on it I think uh, maybe I'm doing things that are not uh, so contributive to the organization and maybe I don't understand that I'm not doing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um, and I think you have to look upon what are you going to Im improve with yourself uh, if we talk about the self-leadership again, <laughs> maybe people have trouble accepting their weaknesses, for, for instance, or they don't um, lead themselves in a healthy way, or, or maybe there is something else. But, but you always have, to, uh, have something that you can improve in yourself that helps help yourself and help the organization forward. Okay. And what I have learned what have I learned that I can use and uh -huh. take to the team or organization or somebody that I can share? Because as we talked about earlier, the, the learning is so important in organizations. So we have to always share things with each okay. other and reflect on it so that we can develop vertical as well. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great questions. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Thank you. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, Brian, mm -hmm. Jenny, um, yeah, okay. Um, I think we'll cover quite a bit th there. Um, Jenny, um, over to yourself. Is there uh, any lasting thoughts, any questions you'd like to get out there? Um, we'll happily hear them for you. Um, so any, any reflections since you, you co-authored this section of the book and you're still studying it and it's still developing and it's, um, it's enriching on your journey? Is there anything that you've... Um, may have done differently that you would have done from last year or have you managed to enrich this beyond itself that it's um or sustainability uh, uh, uh an ever um um or, or never reaching goal it's it's just a continuing process of um of that journey yeah. maybe it's a continuous process all the time i think <laughs> to create sustainability because when I looked upon it, as I said earlier, there are so many puzzle pieces yeah. all the time. And I, I think about it as a subway system. 
yeah. that you stand on a, a certain platform and you have a problem mm -hmm. and then you then you go somewhere to another platform and then you have another problem that you have to solve so i think about it a little bit like that <laughs> yeah no that's that's a great analogy mm. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah awesome so there that's are great. always things to improve there you go. As no, you all I'm... know. Fantastic. <laughs> but I think it's really fun that our book is now um, material in the courses, the people absolutely. development course. So that's yeah. really fun, I think. Yes, absolutely. And, it, <laughs> and you're absolutely right, Jenny. It gives me a great um, 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 prompt, if you like, to keep continue reading the book because I read it as part of the courses, as, as you and I know that we were on the, the Business Agility Foundations, and it's absolutely part of that. Um, it's now part of our podcast series. Uh, again, it, it, it's, it's a great book. It still ha has legs that will go on for quite some time, I'm sure of that, because uh, some of the chapters, your, your, yourself included, um, Jenny, is that it's almost like it's it's um despite the fact that you wrote it a year ago it's still very apt and and um, for just now and and probably ahead, ahead of its time in some respects do you know what i mean because some of these terms that you may have taken for granted or, or you use it in everyday language people are just getting to use to to hearing it as we we talked about psychological safety and and things like focus and um you know and, and and a few other agile principles where this book comes from is it's 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 still out there it picks um conversation and interest from a whole raft of people not just leaders not just hr not just people in organizations um and and absolutely people have a different perspective on it and it's and it's a great um conversation starter um and one that we we, we kind of hope will continue and, and you know as people keep talking about things like psychological safety and learning organizations and and looking to do things differently and better and for a happier healthier um world basically um yeah let's let's keep talking about it it's it's all good it's all good yeah. for business agility i think the agile people principles are are really um fit a fit for a whole organization yeah. i think uh, sometimes uh, the added manifesto that uh, for system developers it's scaring uh, the rest of the organization uh, out from it <laughs> department <laughs> so i think the agile people peace principle is really for the whole organizations yes absolutely yeah probably the narrative is different right because mm. it, it, it has a wider approach yeah Right, so it's, exactly. then you generate a better understanding. I, I think it's fascinating, the fact that um, we can read this book and um, and learn about all these principles and in small chunks, right? Because it's yeah. not that you have to read a whole book, but it, it gives you the, the right amount of um, understanding. And mm. I, I think it's a luxury having all the authors of all these principles that wrote um, here in the book to have them and in. And, and, and have the opportunity to ask them uh, the questions about what we are reading. So, um, yeah, so I appreciate very much um, Thank you. all your insights and, uh, and, and, and explanations on, 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 on this chapter. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> You're right, Sylvia. It is an absolute privilege that we get to meet each of the co-authors doing the podcast, isn't it? And it's, it's so... Mm -hmm humbling for us to do right. this and I, I, I know I know these guys get nervous or oh, what you're going to ask me David what you you know that type of stuff and you kind of go well nothing really that you don't already know you know this you experienced it you lived it you you wrote it and you know it's you 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 then bring it to life again almost like mm -hmm. oh well this is my day-to-day -day practice right. and living and stuff and you think you know, I'm I'm so humbled to be even in this company that you know I can read a book and and talk about it, but you know I I'm not living it, and um, and that's the difference, right. Jenny, is you know which which makes it great for us, and mm -hmm. and um, yes, I'm getting tingles on my my neck that you mentioned being in the company of Jenny. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sylvia. <laughs> so, it's um, so fun that to be in the Agile People community. I think. It's yes. a lovely set of people. Of course, yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, it is as well. uh, yeah. I love this. Thank um, you. So, so the um, we we um, 
we came together during our training last year, October, November, um, Jenny, uh, myself, Sylvia, and a whole host of other people. Um, out of that, seven of us have remained very core in terms, that's why we refer to ourselves as the Agile People Collective. So we're, we're very much part of the Agile People, people community. We're all trainers and, and certified and all this sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But we've opened up our, ourselves as a, a, a you know, as a collective of, I guess, we share our experiences. We obviously want to um, create some business at some point in the future, whether it's training or coaching. Um, and and so we, we, we stay together to do that. And we, we love um, coming here and we, we love to see each other as well. I don't see Sylvia all the time, but it's so equally lovely to yes. see Sylvia uh, mm -hmm. as, and, and, and share this time with yourselves, with the co-authors. And it's great, you know, it's... Um, we're, because we see ourselves as still learning, you know, and um, and it's great to learn from yeah, the, the people we see as the best. So. <laughs> first hand, first hand. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about now to reread the chapter again, right? Because yeah. I, I'm getting a lot of new input, so it will be more, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, it is an absolute nugget. It is an absolute nugget. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, thank you very much for that. So um, it's absolute pleasure to, to have interviewed um, Jenny Person, um, co-author, sustainability chapter in the Agile People Principles, future, your future um, um, call to action for, for work. And, um, and alongside me um, today was um, Sylvia from Agile People Collective. Absolutely fantastic session. Thank you very much. A last word from you, ladies. Thank you so much. It was lovely to be here and talk about talk to you guys. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenny, for your time and um, and giving us so much um, input and and, and 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 sharing all all, all this important uh, content. Yeah, and thank you, David, for being um, a great host, as okay. usual. <laughs> <laughs>